I've met the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've never seen her before. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Love Island cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. I'm delighted to be back to speak to you. Obviously, as the last season ended, I'm always knackered <laughs> and glad to see the bag of it, to be quite honest with you. But, uh, but there is no Love Island at the minute, Chris, so what are we doing here? Well, we have had a lot of messages, even when before Love Island finished, to get on the Netflix series Love is Blind. Now, we have decided we're going to do a run of it. We're going to watch it episode by episode. So I know there's a lot of people probably binge watched it. We haven't. So the format is going to be very similar to what we do with Love Island. And also there is a slight delay, Dave, because I have had a, an operation on my shoulder and uh, bicep reattachments. I've rotate cuff bicep reattachment. So I have been out of action. So sorry for the delay, guys, but we are now ready to go. Slinging arm, Dave, but it doesn't stop my big gob from firing off. So I am ready to go. <laughs> and is that, is, that the, is that the left arm, the right arm? It's the right arm, David. Go on, <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> so that, that must be quite inconvenient. So is, uh, is, is Sam giving you like, a hand around the house? <laughs> I wish she was Dave. <laughs> it's getting that bad. It's almost like American Pie. <laughs> I'm not ambidextrous anymore. That's what I found out. <laughs> no, no, it is a lot of fun. And guys, we always appreciate when you send in emails and stuff. It, it is fantastic. But again, we are we are trying to make sure that we don't watch ahead at all. So if you're going to email in, that's fantastic. But just please only comment on where we are, because I, I imagine a lot of people, Chris, have gone out and binged this. But yeah. seeing as we're all kind of stuck inside at the minute, um, we figured we'd put this one out there. Like I say, a lot of requests. And also, you know, if you're stuck around the house, then, then we thought we'd put out some extra podcasts. Exactly. And I think it's a little tester for us as well, Dave, isn't it? Because we know it's hard work doing the Love Island podcast. You know, we've been nearly a year under our belt of doing it. We've done five, uh, four seasons, but every day. And we love doing it, but you do need that little bit of a break. We know we have other podcasts on the go as well, but they're just like weekly episodes, aren't they? So, so we can live with that. But doing this as a, an experiment to try and fill the void because we love interacting with everybody. We have a great laugh when Love Island's on and the reviews again, just, you know, the, through the ceiling, the, the downloads, this last uh, series has just been absolutely phenomenal. So thank you so much, guys. So we're going to maybe do this with a couple of shows. I'm trying to get Dave onto Temptation Island because I think the third series <laughs> is coming up and I absolutely love that show. So we'll see, but we're not promising because we just don't know how we, if we can do it every day forever. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's call the elephant out in the room as well. We are on the verge of an apocalypse, it seems. So how are you guys <laughs> holding up up there? Uh, well, in, Ma in Manchester, we're all right at the minute, Dave. I mean, <laughs> uh, we went to a shop yesterday. I finally got out the house and we walked up and I'm, you know, got my sling on. And I'm saying to Sam and that, because obviously Sam, she's known for a firecracker temper, Dave. You know her very well. And I'm saying to her, don't be starting anything when we're out, please, because I can't do anything if it does kick off. Because I thought this is going to be arguing over fucking toilet roll or bleach or fucking pasta. And we went round and 
the toilet roll was gone. It was a fucking bomb site in home bargains. <laughs> but we actually found, this is how, I felt like a right fucking tramp. Now, bear in mind, I'm the oldest of nine kids. We grew up eating Aldi 4P can of beans, Dave. We had not a pot <laughs> to piss in. If we got a fucking cardboard pitta from Aldi you put in the microwave, Donut pizza, which I hate. I was a vegan now, but as a kid, oh, fucking pineapple pizza, hammer pineapple. Ugh. We were lucky. <laughs> so I'm used to slumming it. I grew up slumming. Jordan will never know what we had to put up with because we were just so many of us as a kid. My mum and dad seemed to afford it. Dave, Jordan went, Dad, what's that there? The toilet rack. There's only a cellophane wrapper, right, of toilet rolls, you know, like a, a pack of nine. Yeah. But all the toilet rolls had scattered across the pallet. Oh. Next minute, Dave. Yeah, we're, we're we're putting them up together so they make one packet and get into the till, aren't we? <laughs> woman in front of me, she got about fucking forty packets of pasta. She turns around and goes, "Where did you get them from?" And we went, "They were just on the pallet." I said, "We've and we actually genuinely have got no toilet roll because I'm not into panic buying." And I was like, "We have none left. I've had, I've had to get." And with my good hand, I've had to get my fucking knife out and cut kitchen roll in half so it resembles... I wonder where you were paper. going with yeah. that. <laughs> so, so I've cut it in half to make toilet roll out of, ki- out of kitchen roll. So I said to her, and this woman, this woman, the cheeky bitch at the, the counter goes, I've only got half a roll left. I thought, well, I don't give a fuck, love. You're going to be bunged up anyway with them 40 fucking pounds of pasta you got. You're not thinking of anyone else. You're not having any of my toilet rolls. So we walked out with me head in shame. I was like, Sam, just get them in a the bag, please. We just look like complete scaremongers but it was a genuine if anyone did see us in Manchester their day that's exactly what had happened we weren't just going crazy <laughs> you know so so earlier this week I uh, I picked up some toilet roll just standard you know weekly shop type thing but I did feel like all the eyes were on me it's like look I'm not buying like six massive things or anything it's just <laughs> people do buy it normally you know but um no I was quite looking forward to it I got Got all my toilet roll, got all my hand lotion in, but I was quite disappointed. I misheard. I, they were talking about self-isolation. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't so I thought that's, that's a weird way thing. to get rid of a virus, but you know. Yeah. But, but, but you know, <laughs> joking aside, who the fuck said that we needed to buy toilet roll? I honestly don't Isn't know. It weird. It's, it's just, just pathetic. I've never known. It before, you know, we've had various scares and stuff, and, and it, should, it just seems for this thing, everyone's like, <laughs> it's the first thing people are going to, like, need to stock up on toilet roll. It's like, for fuck's sake, you know, they're going to keep society going. Tesco's will continue to deliver. Other supermarkets will continue to deliver. So if you are housebound, just fucking go on the internet. There's no one without the internet. I, I, it's ridiculous. And the, the thing that annoys me, quite honestly... We will get onto the love side in, in a little bit. But you know, the thing that annoys me, though, is the, the people, right, who are at, at risk of this, right, are the people who can't get to the shops every day. Yes. So going out and panic buying, stockpiling this stuff, you're depriving people like that of getting it. So please, guys, just bit of common sense just stop it yeah and, <laughs> and, and they Chris, our listeners are fantastic so i doubt anyone of ours are, are actually doing that but lots of other see you next tuesdays out there yeah uh, and, and you just did the, the actual pc 
way of saying it. I just say it all the time when I see this, you're all a bunch of fucking idiots if you're going out and stockpiling stuff. That, that's what I would say, Dave, because... Ooh, steady on now. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Listen, another Homer Simpson in the head? <laughs> <laughs> This is Dave going, it's nothing to do with me, this, that was Chris's view. But anyway, <laughs> right, Dave, let's move swiftly on. We'll be losing everybody fast. Yep, 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 yep. Apocalypse um, so, aside. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving to episode one of Love is Blind. And first of all, we get met by Nick Lachey and his wife, Vanessa. Now, I know Nick Lachey being an absolute reality whore that I am, Dave, and you know I am. He was in one of the most successful reality shows with Jessica Simpson. Uh, they were married. He, he had like a career. She was at the height of her career then. And it was, I think the wedding grossed, like it was, it was before the Kardashians. The wedding was just like massively publicized in America. But what I found interesting is nobody really knows who he is. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you know who I am. It's like, no, we don't. I knew who you was. So I knew. <laughs> and Sam did. I'm thinking a lot of people are like, I ain't got a fucking clue, especially outside of the US as well. They're not going to know who he is because he's never been massive in the UK or in Europe. I had no idea who he was, to be honest. And I was exactly, left wondering yeah. what uh, the pair of them, I'm like, I, I don't know what you're there for. Because it, it was kind of like, you know, it was interesting. They were explaining the rules and stuff. But then, you know, a narrator could do that as well. I, I, I didn't know what they were there for other than a, a free meal ticket, I guess, on day yeah. one. I think I think they had to get a married couple because of the pretense of what the show is. So we get introduced, don't we? And it's like, right, you're going to be behind a wall. You're going to go on dates. And at the end goal is you're going to get married. Now, I must admit, watching at the end of the episode, I'm not, I'm not, you know, we'll talk about what happens in the episode. I honestly thought that the whole show was every episode they are dating behind a wall. And it sort of alludes to, at some point, the not, and they meet face-to-face, which we pretty much get at the end of this episode, don't we? So the, the, the format that was advertised, that I'd seen, wasn't what I thought. They're literally, they're not really hidden from each other for very long, are they? No, I mean, I was, I was quite surprised. I mean, uh, watching the episode, and we'll go into specifics, I'm sure, but Watching the whole episode, I'm like, right, okay. So Love Island gets criticism, obviously, for being overproduced quite a lot of the time. But I thought this was a step up from that. It was very highly polished, uh, overly produced for me. And I thought, you know what? This isn't really grabbing me because I, I can't be doing with like, what is it, 10 episodes, 13 episodes, whatever it is, of people just talking to a wall. And And I thought... Yeah, I'm I'm not really seeing what everyone else is seeing. But right at the end there, you get all these clips of drama, which is obviously what's what's happened in the in the future. And I'm like, oh right, okay, right. This is the setup. You know, this is how they form that connection without seeing each other at all. And uh, you know, we're we're gonna get a bit of drama. So for for ninety-five percent of the episode, I'm like, not really feeling it. But then right at the end, they got me. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I, I think as well, there was a couple of people that stand out for me, Dave, in this episode that I want to talk about. One of them is Carlton. Uh, oh, unbelievable. What he's doing on the show, I do not know. Uh, and also Jessica as well. He's someone who stood out a lot for me. Now, which one do you want to go with first, Dave? Well, I, like, you mentioned Carlton first. So, so let's stick on him. Now, Chris, who would your idols be? You know, people like, I mean, you love a bit of Hulk Hogan, don't you? 
Sylvester yeah. Stallone, maybe people like that. Yeah. You know, they, these are these are idols that you have. I found it a really weird comment that he was he wanted to uh, like aspire to be someone like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I what the fuck? Why would you aspire to be a creepy old man <laughs> who surrounds himself with Playboy models? Well, actually, I know why you would want to aspire to be that. But, you know, in all seriousness, I, I don't think he's someone to aspire to, to be honest. And, and so I, I just thought that was a weird old comment. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm going to put my cards on the table here. The only similarities between him and... Hugh Hefner was. It was well documented. Obviously, Hugh Hefner had loads of girlfriends. He had girls living around the Playboy Mansion. We used to watch one a couple of years back where you had Holly, who did the peep show in Vegas. We watched the, this is how badly I'm a reality stuff. We watched the show. You got Kendra. We used to watch Kendra Wilkinson, who was on uh, I'm a Celebrity, and Hank, her husband, they were all there. Sam's read the books on them. We watched all their reality stuff. Um, the only thing I'd say is I honestly think, and there's nothing wrong with this, I honestly think Carlton is gay. And I don't I think something's happened with his family or something because he mentioned that he was into people, personalities, people love personality, whether it was a man, he dated guys, he dated women, and then he just says, I want to get with a woman. He said, I, I, a man doesn't offer what a woman can, but I don't necessarily think you can choose your sexuality. So I think this guy's got a lot of demons because of that, and he's fighting something bit too serious for the show Dave and it's from what I can see he has got a bad attitude from this first episode and I don't know what's going on in the guy's head but I just don't think whatever happens is the right decision whether he gets married to somebody whether he does or he doesn't I just can't see what he's doing and what and why I'm saying Hugh Hefner Hugh Hefner had male relationships Dave before he got oh, and got the Playboy that. Mansion. So that's that's the only thing I can think of in my head. I don't think he had like proper. I think he had a couple of gay relationships at some point. It was documented. I remember uh, reading on it, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head whether it was a long relationship, whether it was just like a one night stand. But I, that's the only thing I can think of because Hugh Hefner is on the fucking Jimmy Savile spectrum of fucking uh, childcare, <laughs> isn't he? Let's be honest. There's no fucking way that guy is kosher, is it? Let's be honest, Dave. <laughs> well, I... I... <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> it's just, there's a few things there. You're trying to make me get break out the old Homer Simpson backing into a hedge gif, aren't you? <laughs> uh, that was Chris. Yep, Carlton's definitely gay. Yep, that was Chris. Uh... <laughs> It's Jimmy's Jimmy Hefner's Jimmy Savile, yep. Also, Chris. No, I, think, <laughs> I don't disagree. I, you know what? I, I think I think he could be by, but what he said there w- was not convincing at all to me. He, he just sort of said, you know, he's dated both. Um, uh, how did you put it? B- both genders? I think is what he said. Yeah, and then, but he's just said, but now I want, you know. To, to get married with a woman. And, and I think, didn't he mention kids as well? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the obvious thing that women can provide that a man can't provide. So I just, I don't, you, you remember George Michael, right? Yeah. Obviously, uh, rest in peace, fantastically talented bloke. I remember him having an interview and, and he was saying, you know, basically he was saying he could get it up for both sexes. Um, but in the end, you know, he, he, he found a, a connection better with a man. I buy that, right? Completely. But 
I, I just don't know if I buy what Carlton's saying there. It seems like he's he's decided he wants to have kids. You know, he, he feels you know as a lot of us do. So therefore, he's going to get married and have kids. So it's a logical the logical part of his brain to do, to do that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think again, I've said it before, Chris. You know, when when we had like a, a same sex relationship, or albeit very brief, on the Australian Love Island, reality TV is not the place to work out. You know, if you've got some complex issues uh, to sort out, so. I'm interested where that goes, but obviously, you know, cutting right to the end, he's obviously in, in tears and, and, you know, giving us a bit of drama there. So uh, I, I, something obviously goes off at some point. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. Yeah, and he, he did provide me with, it was a funny moment, but also a very arrogant moment, was when he's talking to Amber and she's chatting away about she's a tomboy, a mechanic, and he just gets up and fucking leaves. And she's waffling on. And at first I was laughing, but as he's, he didn't know his personality then. And as, he, as the show came on, I kept thinking, you've got a really, really bad attitude. You, everyone owes you, owes you something. And, and I, I didn't like it, but when he first did it, I was like, oh, he's got some bollocks to just walk out. But as it went on, I was like, oh, no, he's got a real bad chip on his shoulder. At the moment, anyway, whether that changes as we go for the episodes, I don't know. I think it can be both things. I think he can have a chip on his shoulder. And it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, so so you talked about Jessica. I mean, she she had quite a strong connection with um, with Mark and what was the other chap's name? Barnett. Barnett. Yeah. So I mean, uh, that Mark is intense, isn't he? He's got those coke eyes. You know, like he's yeah. just come out of the bathroom and he's like, everything's like, well, go get him. You know, proper bro. Um, I, I mean, but, but you were talking about Jessica. I mean, what what do you think to her? I'm not convinced by her at all. I, I mean, she, look, we're at the dating stage. I don't know how this pans out, so I don't know what it is, but she just seems quite odd and different to all other people. She's obviously older than all the girls. She's 34. We, look, it's younger than me and you. It's not. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'll be honest with you, and Sam said it, so he's not been being a bitch, Dave. She's not fucking 34. Not a chance. But anyway... I think she's probably more <laughs> our age. Yeah, I'm being honest there. I don't believe she's 34 at all. I'm coming in hot today, people. Homer's going to be putting in an extra shift today. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I honestly don't believe it. But she's got a lot of baggage. And one thing she kept saying was about the money and stuff, Dave, because of her job. And I earn five figure. And I'm like, no, not at all. And she was picked up on Mark being a PT. And and it's like, well, what's wrong with that? That's his job, you know. What the fuck's the matter with you? Yeah, is she one of these people where he's got to earn the same money as her to feel equal and that? I don't get it. I, I, there's just something niggling me, and I, and and it could be that I'm way off, and and we we play the series out, and tomorrow's episode she comes across as lovely, but there's just something niggling at the moment. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced, and and again, it's. There's something a little bit too predetermined about her. Um, you know, so, as I said with Carlton, I think with, with Jessica, she's kind of like, you know, she's she's probably focused on a career and dating and stuff through her 20s. And, and she just got to that point and it's like, right, I kind of want to, I've had all my career and fun. So, I, but now I just want to get married and have babies. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's, it's a very formulaic thing. Um, and I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes with her because there's something a bit disingenuous about her. I, I don't, yeah, I didn't warn to her at all. No, no, you're right. You're right. And let's see how it plays out because it's going to be a great experiment for the podcast for both of us because I know probably most people, as you mentioned, have probably binged it. But what, what I will say, Dave, which I find fucking difficult to, to take. Now, I'll set the scene. So I'm being a slight hypocrite here. When I got with Sam, I had a lot of, there was background there because she was my, one of my best mate's sisters. I'd known her since I was a kid. I mentioned it before. She saved my life, Dave. You know, Sam's slightly older. She, uh, I used to have convulsions and she put the spoon on my tongue because I was having a convulsion and saved me from swallowing my tongue when I was three or four years old. Oh, and you didn't Sam, tell me this. I've never told you that. No, so anyway, no. this, so I always talk about Sam. So Sam's, uh, and, and let me just say this before it's saying <laughs> Sam. I'm, I'm not going to scratch away at that. Uh, uh, but No, yeah. no, no, I'll tell you the story. So Sam's seven years older than me. She looks younger than me, as everyone always tells me. And she's one of my best friend's sister's. Known since I was a kid. So when I was four, I used to have a lot of convulsions. So I had like a bit of a fit, high temperature, literally frying egg on my forehead. And I ended up in hospital a couple of times. And my mum had always said, if ever, everyone sees me having a convulsion, if I'm playing or whatever, you've got to put like a spoon on my tongue so it's swallow my tongue. So I was having a fit. And my mum, we didn't have a phone. She ran next door. Sam's nana lived next door. Sam runs in and my mum's like, get this, can you put this in? She had to put a spoon on my tongue. I haven't got a clue. Sam, I don't think, really remembers it, but it's always something that was mentioned. She sort of remembers it, but she doesn't, if that makes sense. She's so not knowing that it was going to be a future husband. Um, so we had that background, Dave, you know, the Florence Nightingale effect, you know, she saved my life and all that, you know. And, and so, um, so, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> get me some more points there. So everything I've said earlier than this, when I was getting a one-star review, maybe I pulled it back with a five-star, but um, <laughs> that's genuinely a true story. So, so we had a background, but we got together on the Saturday, and I think about a Thursday, because I'd known us for so long and we'd always got on, but I always thought she was, older and out of my league and all that stuff and I did tell, tell her after four days that I loved her so I'm thinking you know and then we, we literally within a month we told the families we were getting married and everyone's like what the fuck's this shit and 22 years later we're still together so someone's you know right somewhere it just that that does happen I'm not saying we've had a perfect marriage we never nobody has but we, you know we love each other and we've had a, you know got a great life and all that stuff however I'm not believing that after two fucking days or whatever this first episode is, that that Kenny says to, um, is it Lauren, that he Kenny? loves her? Cam Cameron. Cameron, sorry. Cameron says to, is it Lauren? La that Lauren, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he loves her. Great connection. Uh, you can see that. And he, he's really emotional. But I'm really finding it difficult to, to, to buy into that. How it plays out again, I don't know, but I, I was really like, I think, has, he been, has somebody been paid to say, you've got to tell someone you love them after the first episode? Because it seemed a bit too neat for me. It took me by surprise, to be honest. I mean, uh, uh, again, you know, as I do, Chris, when I don't know who these people are, I don't know the format or anything, I'll, I'll jot down my little notes. <laughs> That's the only reason I know uh, it, it was Cameron is because I, I wrote it down. But when, it, when they said it, and they both said it, didn't they? It took me by surprise, but you don't know how long this experiment's been going on for. We we just get this very cut down um, one show. So it's, it's with Love Island, it's you know broadly a day, isn't it? Condensed into an hour. You don't know yeah. if this was like a week or something, do you? They might no. have mentioned it, but I, I don't remember picking up. So time just 
I, I, I couldn't figure out if this was over a week or something. But yeah, I was, I was quite surprised. But no, I, I guess I see it a little bit differently to you. I, 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 I wasn't thinking that. I didn't believe it. I, I just thought it seemed pretty sweet, you know, because when they did say it, 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 they were both getting quite choked about it, you know. And oh so, yeah, uh, look, yeah. I agree. Sorry, I'm not trying to be a complete cynic. I, I just, I just kept thinking it just seems too cute. You set up the first episode, so the next bit you're like, oh shit, let's watch the next episode. Yeah, I know it's editing. We know that the editing works well. We we always say we love Ireland. Sometimes you watch someone on a Friday, and obviously we had the horrendous situation with Love Island with the with the loss of uh, Caroline Flack, but. It didn't move on the episode four or five days later. They just continued. So we, we can never gauge how many episodes ahead or behind they are. So how many days ahead of, the, of us. They sort of put it into one. You're right. I don't know if there's any reshoots or continuity things. With this, like you say, it's so... It's got the Vaseline effects on the camera, and it? The whole dynasty camera angles and stuff. Yeah. It has, hasn't it? You know, everyone looks absolutely fucking flawless. Um the one thing I was a bit uncomfortable, and it was one of the guys who I don't think he's going to last very long, oh, was when a guy said say. to Lauren, um, oh, he said to me, he said, you're black. And I'm like, what the fuck has that got to do with anything? Uh, and, then, and, and then she replied with, no, I'm not. And I'm thinking, but why have you replied? Just telling him he's a, he's a wanker. <laughs> and that's it. I just didn't get it at all. Uh, that, that was John, the CEO. Oh, it's very uncomfortable. My God, and and you know we love the office, don't we? But it was proper at, at certain points of that. I, I struggled initially to watch the office because it was so butter clenchingly embarrassing, and it was like that with him as well. I'm like, oh, you, you're fucking not really getting the point of this whole experiment, are you? I mean, what the no. fuck? I, I, yeah, it wasn't just a bit uncomfortable, was it? It was, it was, it was off the scale. Yeah, and, and what does it matter? That's the whole point of this experiment. I was just like, you're a dick, you know, absolute dick. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll see how he goes, but I can't see him being loved up, Dave, at all. Well, what I mean, that was, that was the only thing we saw of him, wasn't it? Whereas, yeah. you know, some of the other uh, players in there, we, we kind of saw quite a bit. I probably shouldn't call them players, but, you know, characters, contestants. That's, that's yes. the word I'm looking for. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, um, but I mean, Barnet, he seems to have, um, he seems to have good chat, doesn't he? So Amber, the ex-tank mechanic, seemed to take a bit of a shine to him as as well as Jessica. Um, he, I tell you what, I can't look at him though and not think of Harry Kuehl. Yeah, he does look like him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, he is a good-looking bloke. So yeah, I mean, if, uh, probably most of the people listening won't know who that is, but Australian uh, footballer from, from well, at least 10 years back, um, played for Leeds, Liverpool, a fantastic player, brilliant looking bloke. Um, but Barnett is like him, but taller and muslier. <laughs> yeah. So when the wall drops down, I, I'm sure uh, he's going to have some of the ladies swoon in a bit. Yeah, I do as well. well and again, Great first episode, intrigued. And genuinely, when we finish recording this, I'm going straight on the second one because I didn't want to watch the second one until we recorded because I just want to leave it all fresh in my head so we can sort of dissect it within the podcast. But yeah, it's hooking me, Dave. I agree with you. We're used to a certain format with Love Island. And obviously, you know, I watch these sort of things. It's very similar. The way they've got like Nick Lachey there and his wife, Vanessa, is... It's like when I watch The Housewives or like New Jersey and stuff, you never really see the presenters. 
until it comes to a like a vote or a like a reunion or whatever. Uh, they'll sort of introduce it and then it just plays out on the screen. So I don't think we're going to get that interaction. It's not alien to me, but obviously for you, who doesn't watch a lot of reality stuff. This sort of format will be, and it's slightly different than what you're used to with Love Island, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm interested. Like I say, it got me right at the end there. I mean, we, so we did have the the Cameron and Lauren proposal, didn't we? Um, Barnett actually, I, I'm just looking at my notes. He did propose to Jessica. Oh, oh no, he said uh, he thinks he'll propose to Jessica tomorrow, but didn't. So yeah. um, I, I'm sure we've not heard the last of that one. Um, so yeah, I, I, with that last five percent of the show, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Now, Dave, we've had a review, haven't we, for the uh, Love Island cast? So uh, have you got it to read out there, my friend? We have. So most of our reviews come in through iTunes, and then we use Chartable to, to basically compile all those. But I, I'd miss this one on Pod, Podcast Republic. And so this is from Jade, and it says... I listened to Chris and Dave religiously after the Love Island episodes. I love their takes on the show and always find myself laughing along with their great British banter. I wish we knew more about the host, though. So thank you very much for that. That's awesome. And um, actually, I think we spoke about ourselves a, a little bit too much today, maybe. <laughs> 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 but I will be interested, Chris, how your uh, arm starts healing as the as the season goes on. <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, I, I think we'll put these out. We'll, we'll aim for about one every couple of days, won't we? But you know, with, with your healing process, we'll we'll sort of play it a little bit by ear as well. Yeah, I don't want to commit to it every day, but you know damn well if this controversy day will be itching, won't we? Like, we're terrible. Yeah. We always like, no, we're not doing it every day. And it's like, oh my God, let's get on. So <laughs> you know it's going to play out. We're both going to watch episode two today. And I'm, I'm sure as soon as we finish it, it's like, right, should we jump on the mics? Let's go. I can't believe they did this. <laughs> I'm fucking as eggs as that saying says. Yes. You know, do you remember though, that first Love Island season and we were like, yeah, we'll do like one one episode a week. And then we sort of ended up doing one every couple of days. And then I think it was when uh, when the guy got chucked out, Sharif. Sharif, yeah. Out and it's like, oh, he got chucked out. Let's jump on the mics. Yeah. And then it became every day. Cause, cause, and that's you because you never I, I hold my hands up. It is me. I love it. You know, I, I love just chatting, me and you just chatting anyway. Because we, we, I mean, we talk all the time. If my phone goes... Sam has got no worry about me texting or speaking to another woman. She always says to me, if you're going to run off with anybody, it's going to be Dave. And Jordan always says, it's Dave on the phone, mum. He's on the phone to Dave again. Every time it's you. So we just love chatting, Dave, don't we? We're good friends and it's fucking, this is what it's all about. It's awesome. It is awesome. I do love it. But uh, Chris, how is everyone going to get in contact with us? Yeah, so we're on the same social media channels guys even though we're doing love is blind it's all under the love island cast uh, banner and all under the love island cast podcast feeds and that's enough is going to change so as usual on twitter at love island cast and if you want to email us the love island cast at gmail.com and also like our good friend jade has done if you want to drop us a review and also it's quite obvious with what jade's done if you're not on itunes and you drop us a review just give us a nudge on the review where you've dropped it because we or 
drop us a message because we will we won't see it will we properly it doesn't always show up and if there is any we've missed then please get in contact with us because we'll definitely read them out and apologies if we've missed anything but no really really good first episode and i'm going straight off to find out what happens in the second one today dave awesome well i'll either speak to you later or tomorrow but thanks again chris great to be back and see you next time take care